Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. You're listening to Room 104. As you know, on Wednesdays, we like to invite on some of our favourite comedians, uh, some of the best comedians in the country to talk about some of the worst gigs that they've had to do all along the way. Joining us now is someone who is regularly uh, selling out uh, full tours over at the Edinburgh Fringe Festivals and the Vodafone Comedy Festivals. You'll have seen him at all the main music festivals that have comedy tents. He's the wonderful Mr. Aidan Green. Aidan, how are you? I'm good, Cormac. How are you? Thanks a million for popping on this evening. As I always say, they kind of like to give you a trigger warning at the start of this before we jump into some of your most horrific experiences on stage. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> no, no, you're great. Come here. How long have you been doing stand-up now? I've been doing stand-up, I think, maybe eight or nine, I think nine years now. I honestly have no idea when I started. I, I, I couldn't tell you. But I think it's been nine years. And uh, why did you get into stand-up? Oh, God. Now, I, I don't know if we have enough time for this, but <laughs> I'll give you the abbreviated TED Talk. Oh, no, um, lovely, thanks. So I, uh, for people uh, who don't know who I am, I have a stammer. So when I was younger, people used to always insinuate that because of my, uh, that because of my stammer, I couldn't be football me. So I yeah. did stand-up comedy so I could prove them wrong. Oh, nice. I still haven't, but, you know, I'm trying. <laughs> yeah, baby steps. You get there, you know what I mean? It'll yeah. Fine. Another uh, nine years. Yeah, another nine years. We'll recap this again, and we'll come back, and we'll see how it's going. You'll be like, screw you, school kids. <laughs> um, no, well, obviously, as I said, you've done some of the biggest stages in the country. You've gone to Edinburgh numerous times, gotten great reviews for your shows. Um, but before we maybe talk about it, because I know you're doing a gig in Whelan's next week, next Wednesday, actually, to the day. Before we talk about that, obviously, across the nine years, there is going to be some amazingly brilliant gigs, but there's also going to be some dodgy gigs that you had to do. I mean, let's maybe share one or two of those stories of gigs that just maybe haven't gone gone too good. Okay, so so like most of these are stammering related, but I'll start with one which isn't exactly. So a lot of the comedy, especially what I used to do, was in very self-deprecating. You know, like yeah. I'd always just try to pull myself down, make myself the butt of a joke. And a few years ago, there I was doing a gig in Chaplin's, just there on Hawkins Street, and there was two hen parties in, one from up north and one from Newcastle, I think. And so you know, I went up on stage, and the first thing I said is, "Is I just so everyone knows, I had a stammer." And immediately, a woman down the back goes, "Oh, stammers are sexy." <laughs> and I was like, okay, whatever you're into, you know, that's a very weird fetish to have. But yeah, fair yeah. Play, yeah. And then as the gig went on, any time I was self-deprecating, any time I put myself down at all, which was most of my jokes back then, yeah. then one of the hens priority would shout up something positive. So, you know, I'd say like, so uh, I'm single. And before I could even get to a punchline, one of them goes, oh, I want a date for the wedding. Oh, God. 
Yeah, so that was, if you can imagine, 15 minutes of people making me feel good about myself <laughs> while at the same time making me feel like I'm terrible at comedy. You're like, I don't think you get this, ladies. We're not looking for a call and response here. But, you know, I got invited to the wedding from about four of them, I'd say. So, oh, you know. oh, yeah, and you didn't wind up going? Oh, God, no. That would have been interesting. That would have been a whole show in itself. It's like going That would have been a very weird rom-com that, that I would definitely watch on Netflix. <laughs> Were they literally ruining every single punchline? Or... Oh, like, yeah. I think, that I, I think, like, even if I got to the punchline, as soon as I, like, negged myself, they would just jump in with something over-the-top positive. Like, over just, you know, like, just, you know, I'd, like, make some joke about how, you know, like, oh, you know, like, I'm single and it's because of my face. And when I go, ah, no, lovey, don't say that about yourself. You're very attractive. Yeah, and it was, how did the other people in the crowd take it? Oh, they hated it. They were <laughs> miserable. It was literally like 10 women from Armagh were just holding everyone else hostage with positivity. It was terrible. Oh, God, that's the worst place, like, anyone can be. Yeah. And I think it sounded more like slightly more, you know, slightly more threatening because of their northern accents as well. So there's always an extra hinge to the compliment. It's just like, so I'm single, and then it goes, "Well, I'll take you out." (laughs) You're like, "Uh, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, Jesus, you wouldn't know what to be feeling then. Such a confusing time. So apart from then the being swamped and by by the positive comments to your jokes, what have been some of the other dodgy gigs you've had to do along the way? So I had one in Edinburgh two years ago where, um, so I've always done shows at the Edinburgh Fringe about my, about my stammer and they've always had stammering pun names. So the first one was called 500 Days of Stammer. Yeah. The second one was called Dutter Island, um, <laughs> which was probably the best title I'll ever come up with. Yeah. Um, so it was there one day for the show. It was a free show that I year, so you didn't need a ticket. You could just show up. But the thing with some free shows is when they're popular, you have to be there very early. Yeah. So I rocked up like 45 minutes early for the show because, you know, I was just checking if the show before me was, was still on. And uh, there was this older Scottish couple by the door. So I go go up and I said, I said, oh, guys, are you here for me? And they said, no, we're here for the Stammer guy. And I'm like, okay, um, are you here for m- m- me? And they're like, yes, we are. <laughs> um, and I was like, lads, you've got loads of time. Like, you can go down to the bar, you can go for a wee walk. And they asked, the first come, first serve? I'm like, yeah, it is. And they're like, well, then we're staying. And right. I was like, all right, lads, you're a figure. So I leave and I don't see them again until the show that are, you know, so yeah. I and my friend doing the door, they bring them in. And I go up on stage and they're sitting in the second row, my right hand side, and it's pretty full. Yeah. And I could see the man getting angrier and angrier looking as the show went on. Like he just, every time I made a joke, he seemed to get more pissed off. Right. And then about 20 minutes in, and I don't, am I allowed to swear? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 good, because he said uh, under his... Well, right, 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 once, once it's not like the C word, but yeah, everyone else is oh, pretty well, good. Well, wait till I tell you what he said. <laughs> uh, he said under his... Right, 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 this is C word doesn't actually have a stammer. <laughs> but then he was distracting me because, you know, he was like saying these things to her like loud enough that I could hear. Right, but yeah. that was only, But it was distracting me and it was causing me to stammer even more. But obviously he couldn't see that because he was talking during a comedy show. And <laughs> so then about five minutes after, I turned to a fellow on my right hand 
that I who also uh, who also had a stammer. I said to him, I said, do. Uh, do you know sometimes when you're stammering and you're trying to get, to get a word out and you end up spitting all over the person that, that you're talking to? Now, this fella said no, which I think proves that not all stammers are nice guys um, <laughs> because he shouldn't have backed me up. But then I saw this older Scottish man point at this, at this guy and say, this C word too. And at this stage, I was like, okay, mate, you know, like, this show might not be for you. You can leave if you want. And he said, no, we're staying. And she was, as well, I was like, no, we're definitely staying. And I'm like, I don't know who told you about this show. I don't know what you think's happening here. But I am not what you were looking for. So the show goes on about 10 minutes after. And he's kind of grumbling under his voice. He's distracting me. He's distracting everyone else. And I, and I think I said to him three times, uh, three times, Sir, you can leave whenever you want. And finally, he stands up, um, and nobody says anything. I stop talking. He walks out. She follows him. Uh, the whole crowd is completely silent when they're walking down the aisle. And when the door closes behind him, everyone just loses it and just, like, <laughs> gets the biggest round of applause of the show. And I think that this story is over. I'm like, okay, cool. After that, the yeah. show is like a million times more fun. The last 20 minutes of the show is a big uptick. But outside, he heard the applause when he was leaving. And he turned to my flyer, Carol, because, you know, like she was sitting at the door. Yeah. And he said, I won't stand for anyone making fun out of the Irish or stammers. So I both wasn't Irish enough and didn't stammer enough for this man. Like, I don't know what he expected from the show. Like, I don't know if if this guy was angry because I was able to finish a joke. I don't know if he thought that was false advertising or something. That's a very, very confusing one. Because, again, you'd think that going with the whole stammer thing, you're like, that's clear as day. You kind of... I'm really confused as to why he he left. Yeah, well, as in, you know, because as in, like, for me, on a day where I don't stammer that much on stage, I'm like, cool, this is a win, you know, like, I didn't, you know, like, stammer that much, it's cool, you know, some days I do stammer a lot, you know, like, you know, I do stammer a fair bit during my, but I think I'm able to, like, I then, in that case, I'll turn it into, like, a different joke based off of the best stammer, like, I've got pretty good at, you know, like, if I stammer, I'll make it something else. Yeah, but it, but like in the, that, that you know, but, but like in the, that show, it was a very, very like set show. You know, I had lots of you know like musical cues and things like that yeah. in the show. So, so I, so I was essentially thinking, oh, good, this show is going to run on time because the acts after me did not like me at all because I always ran over my time, <laughs> and they couldn't say anything because they're like, well, if I get angry at them, is that a hate crime? Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, well, yeah, kind of is now, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, God. And you obviously never spoke to him afterwards and never found out, like, what he was expecting. He didn't do some, like, customer feedback from him, kind of go, dude, what what did you want? No, never saw the man again, never heard why he didn't come back to the Edinburgh Fringe to see me this year. <laughs> you're like, wow, well, well, you know, his loss, screw him, that's a very weird one. So you're uh, not Irish enough and don't stammer enough for someone who has a stammer. Exactly. Right. An Irishman with stammer is neither of those things, according to a Scottish <laughs> drunken gentleman. You should, you should put that on your uh, your poster or something. Leave him as a review, one of his comments, oh. you know. This C just doesn't... Anyway, God. So is there any other... Um, any other ones nearly as bad as that now, or...? I don't think anyone... You know, I don't think that any, you know, have ever been that bad. But yeah. I have had the odd one where I'd... Um, you know, because like I do like to ask, you know, I, I do like to interact. Uh, I do like to interact with the crowd a bit and just like see what like 
their idea of like stammering is, you know, like I'd often, you know, say, is there, a, you know, is there anyone here who know anyone with the stammer? And you know, I would talk about like people that they know, and I might have a joke or something. Mm. But uh, I've asked that question. I've said, is there anyone here who knows anyone that has a stammer? And once uh, a man in the crowd immediately stuck up his hand. I said, yes, you, sir. Who, um, who is it? And he said, well, I know somebody that has Tourette's. And I'm like, that's literally the opposite of having a stammer, man. Yeah. Like, I don't know where you're, like, I said, like, I can't say words. He can't stop saying them. It's not the same thing at all. <laughs> but, like, it's, I just think it's crazy how, like, people would just, you know, like, assume that they are the expert on something that you're talking about. Yeah, just deliver that with you. But, like, do, do, yeah. you get, do you get much of that? Like, what is the biggest misconception about stammers that you get from people that you found, even whether doing comedy or just in general? I think that people always think that you're anxious or nervous or something like. I think that people they think, oh, you know, and like people will, and like, I would say to anyone who's listening here, the worst thing you can say to a stammerer is to relax. Because <laughs> if one more person tells me to relax, I'm going to relax my boot up their hole. Like I can't. <laughs> there's nothing to get me more worked up than being told to relax. Yeah. Because I suppose a lot of people, yeah, they probably would think that. Oh, you're the more nervous and anxious you get, the worse it gets. But it's not. It's just it just happens. Yeah, I think like you know, like it does feed into it. But I think I don't think there's a, you know, it's kind of like when you know, like if you're angry with somebody and they say, "Oh, calm down," you're like, "Well, that's only going to make me angrier." Like, don't you tell me to calm down? It's like, oh, why didn't you say that earlier? Now I'm perfectly relaxed. Yeah. God, <laughs> this this is this is. Sorted, grand, no problem. But um, apart from obviously some of those dodgy, weirder gigs that you've done, uh, to date, what has been one or two of your kind of highlights, your favourite gigs over the last nine years that you've done? Oh, wow. You know, like, I think that there's just been some, you know, like, being at the Edinburgh Fringe, you know, you know, like, you know, having like a solo show there is just, you know, like, when there's a good Edinburgh Fringe show, there's nothing in the world that beats it. Yeah. Uh, but I think this year, uh, say, last year at the Vodafone Comedy Festival in, in the Ivy Gardens, um, I did the big tent, which I think seats like a thousand people or something. Yeah. I opened the big tent there last uh, last July, and that was just, you know, you know, you know I said walking out and just seeing that many people and, you know, just not knowing, is this going to work? Like, you genuinely... When it's a crowd who don't necessarily know uh, know who uh, know who uh, know who you are as well, and you're walking out there, it could go either way. Like I was walking out, being like, like, what if this is an entire crowd full of people who don't think I'm Irish enough or don't think I sound enough? Like, <laughs> it's a room full of Scottish people. And you're like, oh no, <laughs> no, what's going on? <laughs> cool. He should be more disabled. <laughs> Yes, yeah, like he, he he's not he's not too stammery enough, and we want our money back. And this is a false advertising. We wanted at least twelve stammers a minute here. Now we didn't get anywhere close to that. Oh God, God twelve stammers a minute is a lot. That is, yeah. that would be a personal best, I think. Yeah, that would that would be good, and there wouldn't be a lot of jokes with that. And, and maybe the people would be happy then. Maybe that Scottish guy would be happy then. Who knows? Yeah, but um, he'd pay extra. <laughs> yeah, he'd be one of your VIP customers on yeah. the, the premium tier. You're in Whelan's this day next week. What's the story? with the show yes so the show uh, it's in Wales next Wednesday it's called Eternal Sunshine of the Stammering Man uh, which is actually the weakest of all my titles uh, so far uh, so it was um, 
it was one of two shows actually did at the Edinburgh Fringe. I will be touring the other one, which is called Did I Stutter? At the start of next year, I'll be going to Galway, Waterford, Cork, and a few others yet to be tied down. But uh, weirdly, both the shows got four-star reviews at the Edinburgh Edinburgh Fringe. But there was one for this show in Wayland. Uh, Support is by uh, the very funny Lolzy Byrne. But uh, I got a four-star, and the choice quote from the review said, okay, I have to get this right. His uh, His stuttering is a genuine speech impediment which can clearly be heard throughout the show. So if that doesn't sell you on it, I don't know what will. <laughs> wow. God. Oh, and I take it, tickets are available on uh, whelanslive.com and via yep. your social media channels as well, which are? So I am at Green Screen uh, on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, I will say now, I don't stammer in my tweets, uh, <laughs> only in the sheets. And uh, if you just search for Aidan Green uh, on Facebook, you'll find me as well. Lovely. Well, Aidan Green, very best of luck with the show next Wednesday in Wheelands. Go get tickets if you're not doing anything next Wednesday night. It'll be a fantastic show. And thanks for popping on My Worst Gig this evening. Thanks a million for having me. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.